Welcome to Senpai's Playlist. And boys, there's so much to talk about. Let, let, let's address the first big issue. The Bayonetta fucking controversy. This has been a roller coaster fucking ride from beginning to fucking end. First, alright, two so for those of you who don't know, uh the original voice actress for Bayonetta 3, well for Bayonetta 1 and 2, uh had came out literally two weeks ago before the release of the game, which is this Friday, stating that, you know, for people to boycott the game, because she was only offered four thousand dollars for you know, providing lines for Bayonetta 3, in which she stated that she had passed all the um, the voice background check, I mean, the voice tests, things like that, already put in work and whatnot, and they were only offering her $4,000. Now, initially, Mines and Claire thing with this was, well, honestly, it just sounds like it was business, and, you know, nothing personal. She wasn't sexually harassed. She wasn't degraded for being a female. She wasn't offered less money because she was a female. Or anything of that nature. So I'm like, I don't understand why we're boycotting this. And then she got, she started throwing like, you know, she started getting really petty with it, saying that the current um, voice actress, which is um, something Hale, uh, Jennifer Hale, Jennifer Hale, who does the uh, voice for the female character of Shepard in Mass Effect, saying that she can't say that she's bayoneted because the original voice actress was bayoneted, and then. Came to light after this. Because everyone's like, well, we're not boycotting Bayonetta 3. Like. Actually, no, someone who was going to. So they they had pre-ordered, you know, the special edition I'm going to get. Yeah. The, the, the big, one that fancy... is no longer available. For, it Jesus. was been down. Like, the pre-orders went after. That's like, ridiculous. She canceled her pre-order for the special edition because of this voice actress. And then later finds it come to light that she lied. And now is really upset because she's not going to get it. Because guess what? One of our employees already claimed it. I mean, and that's the other thing, like, the fact that this person lied about this, like, because it came to light that... Well, that's all that we know, like, right now it is a he said, she said, like, they said situation, because she, she has no proof that they only offered her $4,000, and the report that was put out by Bloomberg, there's an insider, they said, but we've not seen those papers, like, pictures of that paper, we have not seen hard evidence they're telling the truth either it is just we neither we don't have proof from either end at this point well to me the main thing here is that all right she had stated they offered her four thousand dollars and then it was later stated that that's four thousand dollars per session but still Which, adding up not a ton of money sixteen thousand dollars is not Depends a ton on of how money long it will take so it depends on how much, like how much is going into the game specifically, like. Claire, if you tell me all I need is sixteen thousand dollars, and I got to do a couple lines for something, and I get paid sixteen thousand dollars, they could pay me two thousand dollars per session, okay? But sixteen thousand. I feel like she could argue for. I would think thirty to forty, even possibly. This is the third title in the game. It is becoming a more popular game. Although, so to be fair, so she stated also that the Bayonetta, like, like the two games together, 
mm -hmm. the whole franchise was worth $450 million. That is a lie. If you look at how many, how, like, many copies sold of each, I would put this at maybe a $90 million franchise, where you know a lot of this is going to marketing, paying other employees who worked on the game, and then, you know, CEOs take huge ass cut. But other than that, like... So she could, I'd say she might, I'd say she does deserve a little more than 60000 maybe even around the 30000 uh, but that's the problem with voice acting this these days is they're usually offered like a set amount per session. They're offered amount, uh, set amount like hourly wage uh, per session as well as if they do more than one voice, their rate does also go up. There's like a union for all this and everything. And there's like a, a, de like a regular pay scale. Mm -hmm. But it is, I feel like it, I like, I can see the pros and cons on either end where voice actors, some believe they deserve residuals if the game is more successful then they should get paid more later on like based on a percentage whereas they currently aren't there are pros and cons to this obviously like for developers uh definitely they, i feel like it is entitled in a way to be like they deserve it if the company does well but i guess the question is i guess like who gets all that extra money like probably the ceos and they don't need it i mean i guess at the end of the day for me it's like okay when I think about things that are boycotted, like for a minute, you and me refuse to touch anything Blizzard related because of the horror stories of what Blizzard was doing to their female employees. That to me is a worthy cause to boycott. Um, this to me just sounds like, okay, you're mad because you didn't get paid what you thought was necessary and they replaced you like, well, we'll find somebody else. The funny me, thing it's... also of that is, you know, they replaced her with someone who has done a lot more voice acting gets, who has a lot more money, and she found this, I guess, to be fair pay, apparently. Whereas, it's like, so Jennifer Hale is actually much more famous and much more successful than um, Veronica, is it, um, not Veronica, um, Helena Taylor. I mean, my thing is, at the end of the day, it's like, alright, this wasn't attack against her for being like a female was attacked for her of no but i mean think of it this way was. like like it, i'm not it, saying it business she, i'm not saying that she's right but imagine like you have done like a job for a company for like a really good job for like several gigs and then you go into the next gig like in the next year expecting like a raise like for each mm -hmm. gig, and then they kind of lowball you. You'd be frustrated too, I bet. You know. I mean, like, I get that. I get but... where like she's really lowballed, but is she justified in saying that everyone should boycott the game? No, because you know she's the she's not the white hot center of the fucking universe. How many other like people do you think worked on this game for a triple A team? Like you have at least thirty developers, like minimum, like for this type of thing. Just going in on like the mechanics alone. I mean, for like I said, for me it was. Again, I get what you're saying. Like, all right, it, like current, my current job, okay? Let's say I'm busting out. I'm doing like 10 to 12 pallets a day. And then like, they're like, all right, we're going to hire you on. And I'm thinking, okay, I'll be getting paid this much. But instead, it's this much. It's like, mm -hmm. well, it's slightly more than when I'm getting paid being a temp. But I feel at the same time, me being me, like... Now, if they're lowballing you because you're of your race of your gender, of your religious beliefs, of your sexuality, things like that, fine. I'm all for boycotting because, oh, you're doing this out of discrimination. This was business. This was just literally business. And she got a tizzy about it because, oh, well, they low. And other voice actors have come and chimed in about the situation. But at the end of the day, it is a business. That's you know, the I, funny thing also, though, is I looked up her history. Apparently, she hasn't had a real acting gig since, like, 2014. 
again, like, all right, that's like, all right, we do this podcast. We don't have a Patreon. Uh, we don't like do streaming stuff like right, because we're hella fr- lazy. Mm-hmm. Like my friend Brittany, okay, one of our sponsors. Uh, she started a podcast when killers get caught. Okay, Brittany has turned that podcast into a brand. She gets paid to do TikTok videos. Uh, she has Patreons. My friend uh, said that if you wanted help like branding, she'd be great at that. She's obsessed with TikTok. We'll talk. But anyway, uh, so Brittany has been in several documentaries. She has an IMDb. Like, matter of oh, fact, shit. she just yeah, she just got done doing a document because her podcast is about serial killers, and the podcast is called "When Killers Get Caught." She did a documentary, and then like the people that um, recorded the documentary or produced it, they had someone else that they had called someone else to do like a like a little snippet for them, and upon doing their editing, they're like, you know. This person really isn't bringing the energy we want. So they called her up to, re, you know, to, you know, do that, to edit that role out and have her fill in because they like what she does. Again, this is what Brittany does. Okay. It's, but going into this, she never expected for this to take off the way it did. All right. When you get into a certain line of work, it's not always going to be sunshines and rainbows. Like, all right, acting itself, getting into like, a film career of any kind is difficult you know same thing with you know streaming podcasting things like that the fact that we get more than five people that listen to this fucking show and it's literally just us either talking about fucking drinking your drug habits from when you were younger anime (laughs) and everything in between and the fact that, and we do no advertising at all. No advertising at all. None. She, this one's talking about she could do it on TikTok, but the fact that we do all that, and more than five people listen to this show. Imagine, we do this for fun. This isn't like our job. This is a hobby. So, again, voice acting is one of the things where it is a hard industry to break through. And yes, Bayonetta is an iconic character. All right? However, at the end of the day, it is a business, okay? If they felt, well, yes, we had this person doing the voice for this many, you know, for these two games, you know? You know what? We think we could do, we think this person might do better. It wasn't because, again, it wasn't because she was a female. No need to boycott for um, being sexist. Oh, no, it was, um... It, it so was it wasn't a- for any of those things, but so it wasn't that they found someone after the fact. They didn't pick this other person because she, they thought she could do better. Um, so when they offered her, it was $4,000 per session for about th- about three to five sessions, give or take. Mm-hmm. She countered with a six-figure-plus salary, so $100,000 or more, with residuals. And when they said no, that's when they found someone else. I mean, again, I guess it's one of them things where it's like, I could see that she did this during the second game. Because, like, it's the second game. Okay. This may be the last game in the series. And they might just be like, well, we're not going to be making any more Bayonetta games. Uh, why are we going to pay you all this extra money? Again, I get what she was trying to go through. And I do feel bad. But to me, this is... Personally, I feel like she's just a really bad negotiator. Because you go from, like... like, like 
Did she like negotiate this to 20 grand and then jump to $100,000. Like, and now you don't you have a job. A, you need to work your way. Look, like. you went from being offered <laughs> $4,000 per session to you don't have a job. Now. <laughs> Let's think this through. You went from, I have a job, to you don't have a job anymore. And this would have been her first job since, like, two real job since 2014, apparently. According to IMDb, unless she does some other job that's not acting, her last IMDb thing was in 2014. Again, I don't see the need to boycott because there was no, there's no Even if here. they did lowball her, yeah, unless, like, they, like, assaulted her, I, unless something like that, you know, happens, I usually won't boycott something because... You're, this is just one person in, like, if it's, like, a single content creator, I feel like it's easier to do, like, the cancel culture, boycott them, whatever, because yeah. it only affects them. But so many people worked on this, you know? Like, she's not the only one. True. But like, you that... don't see them, but there's these people called software engineers, and they make the games you love. And they How much do, do a they, lot of and, fucking yeah. hard work. How much do they get paid? Actually, a decent amount. So, most software engineers' starting salary is around $80,000 a year. Anyway, uh, maybe not in the gaming industry though. I don't know about gaming software as much as this is like standard software engineering. That's where it's at. Like, regardless, this is just this whole thing. It's probably we're gonna talk more about this, but topic of tonight's episode. I'm not even gonna segue into it because there's no way segue into this because <laughs> again, in my hey, mind, it's like the last podcast. You like that? You want more? Like here is the song. I, I cannot like I just can't justify. Um. Like, I really can't justify boycotting this game. Like you said, we need the sauce. I want the sauce, okay? Uh, some spicy sauce there. But anyway, so this episode, last episode was a two-year anniversary. And we had given our top 25 game, our top 5 not games, anime list. Ooh, that's another list we should do, video games. But we gave a top 25 list of anime that we feel are top 25 because of IGN. And again, this is a list that could change, because come next year, it might change. But we decided to pick tracks from those 25 games. Now, we're only doing three apiece, because Jesus Christ, <laughs> that was a long episode. So, and I believe this is a, uh, is this an even number episode? I think so. I'm so terrible at this. I should remember these things. Like, I have the notepad open. I didn't put, like, anything up. Like, let's see. Yeah. Episodes. Okay. This is an even number episode, so I believe I go first. Claire motioning for, you know, hey, fill me up. <laughs> yeah, let me see if that works for me. See, what I'm really debating is I want to get, like, one of those Xbox mini fridges for my desk. <laughs> and that I can just store, like, like four beers in it for just, like, the duration of the podcast. No, what you say, you got to say to Jules, Jules, beer me. All right, so I believe I am first. So I, I, I'm good. Huh? Oh, yeah, that'd be great. <laughs> the thing I just cooked. All right, so the first track I'm going to play is from... You know what? Yeah, I'm going to play the opening to Season 5 of Overlord. And this is called Hollow Hunger. <laughs> Da 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 da
Season 5 of Overlord, which is basically the precursor to the, I guess, they're about to end Overlord. So I don't know if the next season or season after is going to be the final season, but it literally said at the end of this season, the beginning of the end. So. I bet you, wait, at the beginning of this season? No, nah, it said at the be- at the end of this last season of Overlord. The beginning the of the end. Episode, so that yeah. means next one's going to be the last, probably. Uh, Unless you really know, never know these days. I guess you know with anime, if it's successful enough, they will try to stretch it out. So now that we got the bayonetta shit out the way, let's talk about. (laughs) 
I keep uh, forgetting to read the manga alongside the anime to see and like if like how if they're doing like. Do you remember reading the manga like way back when? Do you, are they following it really? Yes. Far? Yes. Everything is beautiful. Episode you saw yesterday's episode, right? The thing. I think I'm actually. Am I one behind? What happens at the last on the last? How many episodes out are there right now? Three. I am one behind. You know what? I missed last week's. I watched God it today. Damn it, Claire! I was gonna watch them all today, and then I got called into work last minute because, goddamn, I was supposed to have today off, and then I get a call. I like, I stayed up all night reading, and then I was like, because I'm like, I can sleep in, and then I get woken up at 8:30 this morning, being like, I have a flat tire. You have to go over for me. You have to go open the store. <laughs> Oh, Today's my seventh day in a row working. Look, you know what you should have said? Look, I'm currently getting my ass ate right now, so I can't come in. It was 8.30 in the morning. I was half asleep. I woke up being like... you like, telling me you've never woken up 8.30 in the morning and got your ass ate? No, I have not. One of the, the key factors is I don't get up at 8.30 unless I'm going to work and I'm like stumbling out of bed half asleep trying to get caffeine in me. I don't think anyone should be getting up. If you don't have kids and you're getting up at 8.30 on a day off and you have nothing to do, there is something very My plan wrong. was to get up at 11 today. Do some laundry, watch TV, maybe vacuum a little. That was it. That was my entire day. That was my Sunday because we took this one to uh, Hershey Park in the dark for his first little trick-or-treat thing. And then Sunday we did absolutely fuck all. Like that was we, nice. sounds nice. I worked on Sunday. Oh yeah. All day. Oh, also, um, I got Gotham Knights. I'm enjoying it. So I heard far. it's bad, honestly. I think it's one like I'm playing it and I'm enjoying it thus far. It's not what I thought it was gonna be because I thought it was like gonna be like all right. I thought it was gonna be like love like all right. You start off in an area and you have to work your way through each. It's open world and it's just oh, again, it's open world. Yeah, it's an open world game. Like, you I, drive to the different parts. I think like I'll like that Arkham more. Games. Yeah, well, I think like, I'll like Ar that more. Not Arkham Asylum. Arkham I City thought it was going to be, like, a linear, like, The Last of Us linear story. Like, you're stuck in one section, then you finish that story, then you're in another section. Now, like, basically how they do it is you'll, you'll get to Can a you chapter. switch characters? That's the part I'm trying to figure out, because I initially chose Robin to begin out, because I thought, like, all right, I'll be I wonder if it's, like, else. you have to, like... Finish the game unlock or unlock their story and then you can switch later on well at the beginning of the game unless you choose between either one of the four of them mm -hmm. and i just i either i'm still in like tutorial mode so to say and i haven't been able to switch to the next character i want to switch to or it's like you have to beat the game from beginning to end with this character then you can play through with the next character i, I don't like know that's too much because what so what i've heard from some people is that they all kind of do intersect at the end. So I'm going to guess you unlock them partway through each, and then you start their story, and you start each of their individual stories, and then they kind of come together more at the end. Potentially, oh. I'm not positive is all hearsay. I hear from random people. That would make sense. Um, what else did I do this weekend? Oh, God. I watched... Um, I watched VHS 99... I watched VHS 99, the one. No, I'm, oh, I'm thinking of something else. For some reason, I'm thinking of All Hallows Eve, I think. 
that's another movie that's on my list. Um, it's definitely, is that someone with this Art the Clown, right? No, that's terrifying. Oh, I'm bad about that. No, isn't All Hallows Eve, isn't that like a sequel to that one? There's a sequel no. to that one, Terrifier. No, Terrifier has a direct sequel called Terrifier 2. Let me explain something is... about Terrifier 2. This movie supposedly is so gruesome that people are getting sick watching it. Is that Terrifier? Terrifier. No, it is called All Hallows Eve. All Hallows Eve, Terrifier, and the Ninth Circle are all the ones he's in. Are you serious? Yeah. I'm gonna have to look this up. The original one is All Hallows Eve came in 2013, then Terrifier in 2016, uh, the Ninth Circle was 2008. I remember watching All Hallows Eve. It was, I mean, he's fucking creepy as shit, but it's not I'm like, I mean, it's it. it's pretty gory, but it's like it's like like not even Saul level gory. It's a lot like torture porn. I mean, it's kind of close. To it. I'm gonna have to watch these because I'll be honest. Like I was watching um, so I want to talk like all right. Again, now watch these movies. Um, Jeepers Creepers Reborn gets a solid 2 out of 10. I would not suggest anyone watch this fucking movie ever. I watched it just to see, like, because I heard how bad it was. Let me explain something. I grew up during an era in which the sci-fi channel would have creature features during the, like, um, weekend afternoons. So you'd have either sci-fi original movies or you just have some random B-list movie that, you know, they just slapped on for, like, a two-hour time spot, okay? Oh, my this, God, this thing looks horrible. This, what? Cheaper Scrooge Reborn? reborn. The, two, look, two out of ten. It looks, like, like so low budget. Let me explain something. Like, I get it. Like, they had to redo the whole thing of the movie because of the controversy with the creator of said property. That being said, um, how can I put this? The first two movies, The Creeper is this unstoppable force of nature that is just fucking shit up. I mean, they ran him over with a car. He got shot in the head. He got his head removed. In the course of two movies, he was fucking shit up. Okay? They couldn't stop him. Could not stop him. And then we had Jeepers Creepers 3, which... Again, I don't know what's worse, three or reborn. See, the problem with horror movies is they keep going for the like the like the what am I trilogy, but they really just need to stop after two. Again, okay. Jeepers Creepers Reborn, Jeepers Creepers Three, horrible movies, two out of ten. Would not watch ever the fuck again. I would need some very hardcore convincing from somebody, and they'd have to be of the female anatomy. In order for me to watch that again. Because, god damn, that's not that's time of my life I'm not getting back. In addition to that, uh, so VHS 99, which is the fifth film in the VHS series. So you have VHS, VHS 2, VHS Viral, VHS 94, and VHS 99. Now, for those of you who don't know, VHS is basically, it's an anthology film series. Where they have short clips that are told from the, that are... Told from the perspective of a camera, so like found footage. Uh, 94.99 uh, basically went on the tropes of the 90s. Okay, 99 especially. Now the first, I would say one or two little short movies in it were not that great. I was like, okay, like I, I found myself being more annoyed with the characters in the movie than the movie itself, and I'm just like, this, this is fucking stupid. Like y- y- y'all are making stupid decisions. Like goddamn, was 
Jesus. I mean, the 90s was the 90s, obviously. I was like, yeah, that, that makes sense. The last couple of little shorts was they were pretty great i was like all right these are great i like these this uh, especially the last one that one really was bugged the fuck out but that being said i find 94 to be better than 99 like to me 99 i was like all right i felt like y'all were trying to cash in on the fact that people were excited about new vhs are we doing a thing where is next year gonna be vhs 2000 which that'd be great but at the same time i'm like y'all need to do better so solid six out of ten for vhs 99 have you seen the they're making a new orphan movie? That's been out. No, the two, 2022 or Orphan First Kill. That's been out. How long? It's on Paramount. Oh, it came out in Peacock well, that's why I don't have I don't have either of those, man. Just borrow mine. I'll give you the information. Later. Regardless, I haven't even watched that yet. Like I'm not a big fan of Orphan. Maybe I'll get around to watch it. I feel it, like it was so like... underrated. Like people hated it when it first came out. I mean, it's kind of a cult classic, but at the same time, I'm like... Eh, well, yeah, no, it'd be a cult it. classic, but when it first came out, bomb reviews. Like, here's my thing. So, I'm not a fan of prequels. To me, prequels are stupid. That's, especially in video games. Like, Devil May Cry 3 is a prequel to Devil May Cry, but we call it Devil May Cry 3. And it's went down to... Uh, what? No, I hate shit like that. But, uh... I like prequels. Star Wars Rogue One. One of my favorite Star Wars films. Although, I will say this. So... I feel like they just did so well with everything, despite the fact we knew exactly how it was well, going to end. Gonna it happen. was still such an emotional ending. It That is the mark of a great prequel, is the emotion, even knowing what's going to happen. I guess that's how I feel about Halo Reach. Like, you knew they were going to die. Mm -hmm. You knew this was going to happen. You knew that whole planet was fucked. And yet you still put your... Well, then again, I guess... Uh, but uh, on the top is the prequels and sequels, so... Did we talk about Halloween Ends? We have not, because it's still on my watch list. Uh, when, when you... I, I, uh, I give it a 4 out of 10. Really? Oh, that, I'm like... Worried well, about watching it a little bit. Have you seen the first two Halloween and Halloween Kills? Yeah. Okay, just... Man, I grew up on the Halloween films. So, just watch it, and next episode we'll talk about it. But for me, at first, I was gave it a 6 out of 10. Also, you know, I, I love how they brought back Jamie Lee Curtis. True. And she's the reason why this movie is getting a 4 out of 10 for me. Because originally it was 6 out of 10 for she... me. But then as I started thinking about it, and certain things were brought to life for me, I'm like, oh no, fuck this. This movie's getting a 4 out of 10. What the fuck? Like... I don't want to ruin it for you, but like, watch it and then I'll give my reasons why. I guess the um, real question is, have you seen the Winnie the Pooh movie? Is it out yet? Actually, I don't know. I I'll keep, I it. don't love how it looks. I actually want to see that, but I feel like I want to be intoxicated when I see this. Oh, that sounds like something that I would do. So it's coming out. Oh, you're right. It's November 4th. Oh, okay. So I'm pretty soon in just a couple weeks. Yeah. About a week Might and a half. Like Actually, no, it's... Yeah, about a week and a half. Week yeah, and a half. Right. Is it going to go straight to streaming, I guess, is the question, though, or is it going to be in theaters? Because I am I determined be... it might be not theaters. go to movie theaters until they bring back Fiesta Poppers. All right, we've talked about this. All right. <laughs> What's your first track of the night? My first track of the night is going to be The Real Folk Blues from Cowboy Bebop. All right, and this is for all you who don't know. 
This plays. This was the ending song for the for Cowboy Bebop, and also it played in the last episode as Spike was going up to fight Vicious. There's a trap.
it's so early yeah i know <laughs> all right that was the real folk roots the ending for cowboy bebop um i mean I, I feel like if you watch anime and cowboy bebop is in on your top 25 list it's either one of two things you haven't seen it you're a fucking nazi or you don't like action anime like i feel like you haven't seen it should be on that list because honestly even if you don't like action anime there's something about this anime it's it's more yeah, than just some, action anime. Well, some people... Alright, case in point. Alright, so... I'm trying to think. That, and that's a topic we have. Anime we feel like people should see. Okay? That haven't seen. Uh, there's just some anime that like some people haven't seen or some people don't know about or some people stay away from. Like, case in point. Alright, remember how I said I hate Final Fantasy VII, the original? I because never everyone, understand that. Because it was so overhyped. Everyone overhyped it for me. So I can see someone not liking Cowboy Bebop because everyone overhypes it. Like, oh, dude, you gotta watch Cowboy Bebop if you like. So yeah, I can't understand that because it's like I kind of agree. Like I for like so uh, for a while I was talking to this girl, mm-hmm. and she oh, was girl. obsessed with Midsummer. The movie? Yes, the movie. 
I watched it thinking it was going to be like the next greatest thing in the world. And I was a little let down because I didn't think it was like the greatest thing in the world. I still enjoyed it. It wasn't bad. It just like wasn't as great. So I was, yes, a little disappointed, but I still did enjoy it. And I like won't say like it was horrible just because I like it was overhyped. Like if you can't form your own opinion, then you don't deserve Cowboy Bebop. I mean... So, Midsummer's one of those, I feel like this is an episode where we're going to be rating movies. <laughs> I feel like Midsummer for me, gets a solid 7 out of 10. Here's why. So, it is one of those movies that you watch it once, and then you never watch it again, but it stays with you. I agree with and that completely, And the yeah. reason why it gets a 7 out of 10 is because I give Hereditary a perfect 10. True. In terms of a horror movie... In terms of the slow burn, in terms of the mindfuck, Hereditary is one of those movies, it sticks with you forever. You watch it once and you never watch it again, but everyone talks about it. So going from Hereditary to Midsummer, that's why I could say both. I completely agree with you. I would give it like even just as like a six and a half to seven, depending on like my mood. And I honestly, if like I went through like a full rating scale, just because... Like, it was an interesting enough story. Like, it had decent gore factor, but it relied so much on general shock value. But it wasn't a true torture porn that I just kind of got bored in some parts. And I was just kind of like, yeah, Midsummer. I mean, here's the thing with Midsummer, there was only like one sex scene. The one thing I truly enjoyed from it was the fact that it wasn't very dark ever, so I could see all the gore that was happening easily. I mean, again, like, that's one of the movies, like, I get a 7 out of 10 because you watch it once, you never watch it again, but it stays with you. So that's why Hereditary, mm-hmm. and Hereditary, because I remember the first time I saw Hereditary, me and Carmen's watching this shit, and it was such a slow burn up to that point involving that telephone pole. And then everything just went the fuck downhill from there. And it kept getting more and more bizarre. You're like, what the fuck's going on? By the time the movie's over, your mind's fucked. Well, see, that's the thing. About, like, I've with Midsummer, like, it tried to do a similar thing, but kind of failed to build the story up. So it was more just like getting more and more bizarre without the story, and then just shock value. That I was mean, it. I guess. It, I mean, but then again, that's that thing we were saying the other week about like what scare. It's hard to be scared nowadays. The things that we used to be scared of when we were younger. Are no longer scary. <laughs> yeah, like I was a pirates kid. outside my window. Here, what? I remember the last episode we talked about. Oh it. yeah, the pirate. The yeah. one thing that truly scared me pirates. was the zombie pirates. Like, all right, case in point. Like, all right, when we were kids, like the things that scared people: Freddy, Jason, Michael Myers, Candyman, yada yada yada. Now these guys are like glorified heroes. I mean, shit. Jason and Freddy were in fighting games. Fucking Leatherface was in a fighting game. See, I feel like it definitely... I got a little desensitized. Before I was 10, my friend, I told you, was super into, like, like, true horror spawn films. So I grew up watching, like, cult classic horror films. Okay. And after watching The Wolfman, I could not eat angel hair spaghetti because it reminded me too much of fur. (laughs) For years. I used to love angel hair spaghetti, and then for years as a kid, my mom... Did not know why, because I didn't want to tell her I watched a like, rated R movie, that I couldn't eat this, and it disgusted me. And now, 
finally, as an adult, I can once again eat angel hair spaghetti. It reminds me of her. There's an episode title. But like, all right. Again, like I said, so nowadays most movies have to go for that mind fuck. That shit. It has to get. But that's the thing. As I love the mind fuck aspect as much as I also do love. I do need a bit of gore, bit of violence. I really enjoy violence, as you know. But like the mind fuck makes I'm it really great. I'm really trying not to ruin Halloween ends for you. <laughs> I really need there's, there's a, part a of twist me... ending because I like to be surprised in movies. There's a part of me that wants you to suffer as I suffered. <laughs> and there's a part of me that's like, I should save her from this. Like, I will say this about Halloween ends. If no one watched the first two movies, decide I'm just going to watch this one, don't bother. Watch the first two movies, never watch this last one, okay? Or if you never watched the first two movies, don't even bother watching the last one. Just be done with Like, well, I never saw them. Keep it moving. You know, catch it on cable one these days. But if you saw it, you have to watch it? I feel like if you watch the third one after watching the first two, you'll come to a sort of understanding, but it still doesn't take away, it, it still doesn't add to my score. It still gets a solid 4 out of 10 because... Well, now I'm a little... <laughs> Well, I'm even more worried, I should say. Again, the reason why the score lowered is because I watched the first two movies. I'm like, hmm. Nope. I haven't seen the first two movies in, like, eight years. Help. The last one came out last year. The second one came out last year. Oh, maybe I didn't see that one then. I watched... Halloween Halloween Kills. No, maybe I didn't see Halloween Kills then. I saw the original Halloween was... Because there was also a reboot before this reboot done by Rob Zombie. And those I don't great. watch reboots like that. Uh, what, what's it? The Halloween franchise is more than two movies overall, I know. Yeah, like, but the, regardless, just... Mm. I know, so yeah, uh, so the original Halloween. Mm-hmm. OG Halloween, let's see where the sequel list is. So I, saw, I saw one in high school as well. That was a different character though so and it was not good at all which interesting tidbit for people so if you look at the credits of the movie they never describe him as michael myers he's always described the person that plays him is always described as the shape any video game you play that has him in it like i think um dead by daylight has oh wait no i did not see that halloween movie so i've only actually watched it was the like original halloween okay so I mean, look, the first two of this, the one that came out, I think, 2019. Like the newer ones. Yeah, the newer ones, the first two, great. But now watch Halloween Ends. Oh, a second. All right, maybe I'll just watch the first two then, honestly. But, yeah, like, so they bring back Jamie Lee Curtis from, like, she was in, like, the original, original back in yes. the 70s. And in the um, reboots they brought out. And, oh, yeah, and I want to say, Myers. in, like, the in-between one, it was Scout Taylor Compton. And those ones were horrible. Alright, so Michael Myers isn't Dead by Daylight, but he, so, it's called, he's known as The Shape. They never actually call, like, in the credits of the movie and, like, in video games, he's known as The Shape. So, anyway, alright, so I'm gonna play my next track. Uh, hmm. You know, I'm gonna play the first opening of High School DXD, which is called... Trip of Innocent D. Let's track.
after your time. I was Avril Levine. I like Avril Levine. All right. Um, you know the YouTube channel I'm kind of obsessed with the first take where yeah. they do like live recordings. Avril Levine's on it. Okay. It's super weird because it's a Japanese channel. I, I'm at the fact he was like, "Is Avril Levine before your time?" And I'm like, "Avril Levine was my time." I grew up in that time too, but you're older than me, so it's hard to tell. Oh, we're always a bit anyway. We're back while Claire drinks her pitcher of beer. It's not a pitcher; it's a pint. Pint, whatever. Very Trip different. Trip There's at least three pints in a pitcher. Trip of Innocent D from High School DxD. Um, oh my god. But, uh, <laughs> uh, so, you know, this week, you know, we face a very tough decision. To not buy Bayonetta 3 from buy Bayonetta 3. That's not a tough decision. That's like the easiest decision in the world. I'm getting the Trinity edition. Listen, when she so sent me a picture of this, it's so shiny. Word, I was like, Jesus Christ, could that box be any? It looks like a hol. It looks like a holographic Pokemon card. It is like a holographic. It's gorgeous. Not gonna lie, they put Bayonetta and Magic the Gathering. I will make a whole deck around her. I'm so excited for the Final Fantasy Magic the Gathering. Like, I'm gonna die. Oh my god. Oh. So also, I don't know if you heard. Oh, wait, no, you don't call the Pokemon cards. Never mind. It is going to be nuts, though. Uh, we're getting these what? Ultra Premium collections coming in, coming mm -hmm. out on Friday. It's a $120 box. It comes with three very specific promo cards um, that are going. The resale on these, I bet you, is going to be ridiculous because we have people who've reserved like six boxes. See, and that's the thing. Like, hi. Right, so I remember when I was a kid and Pokemon Trading Card Game first came out. You would go, you'd buy, like, a booster pack, which is, like, $5 at the time. Even and less most... than that back then. It was, like, four bucks, three, four bucks. I want to say it was... Yeah, it's $4 bucks. now. Four or five dollars. That's with inflation. Yeah, so it was, it, it was, like, less than $10 would get you a booster pack, okay? So, and it wasn't a thing, like, you could walk into, like, all right, so where I live at, and, well, I live in High Star, but the mall I go to... I don't go to it that much, but there's a mall in Harrisburg called Harrisburg East Mall. Um, where, for anyone that has been to Harrisburg East Mall that has that listens to this podcast, up where the Bass Pro Shops is, right next to it is the arcade, that used to be Wizards of the Coast. And they would sell Pokemon cards, okay? Didn't matter how many cards you bought. You know, the, and again, think about it, there was, at the time when Pokemon came out, there was nowhere you couldn't go where you want to find Pokemon cards. I mean, fucking corner stores were selling bootleg Pokemon That's where, cards. So I didn't get the bootleg ones, but so we had a like a like a little mini like mom and pop toy shop at the shopping center down the road from me. It was like a strip mall. Still there. Not the shop, but the strip mall is. And they had beanie babies and Pokemon cards and that's oh what I went God, there. Oh my god, that for. is the most 90s <laughs> thing ever. Beanie babies and Pokemon cards. That's the two, things two things people collected. Beanie I mean, I didn't collect them because they were collectibles, though. I was a child. I loved my Beanie Babies. They were my friends. Look, mine still sit on my dashboard of my car. You've seen them. That's Although... the sad thing. As an adult, I actually no longer have any of the Beanie Babies or the Pokemon cards I grew up with. And my mom, when I was a teenager, went through a huge thrift store kick and gave everything to the thrift store. Minus my Pokemon cards actually went to a good friend of mine's son. Um... I do regret it. I'm glad he got good use of it. He was a Pokemon um, TCG competitor in Worlds. Oh, okay. 
So it did matter. It made a difference, and I liked, like I mean, my, like I liked that it made a difference in a kid's life. But I got what I told a card shop owner around the type, like the, some of the cards I had, and he said you would have easily had about a hundred thousand dollars if they were and, in good condition. And you know, and that's something to say. So let's think about this real quick. So at the time when Beanie Babies came out, everybody was collecting these shits because mm-hmm. they thought, oh, this is gonna make a profit. This is gonna be this. And they are worth jack shit today. Now, but like jack if you had sold shit. them at the right time, you had to sell them back in the 90s I mean, still. I, I got one. I think there is one Beanie Baby that is the most Still expensive. worth something. Yeah, and I think, hold on. I mean, anything that was a limited edition back then would still be worth, would still be worth something now. Even if it is Beanie Babies. Okay. What? The fuck? No. What? What? What is it? Let me let me look this, it up. This isn't real. Hold What's on. it called? What's it called? Alright, I just typed it into a thing. This can't be real. What is it? Please don't tell me this is it. What is it? Uh, extremely rare teeny beanie Warner Beanie Baby Rainbow. Rainbow. And it's an iguana. Teeny Here's the thing. Beanie. You have this? I, my brother Daniel had this one. Oh, I, wait, I've seen them on eBay and they're not going for as much. Oh, wait, no, I've, all right, so there's another, all right, this one's worth 35 Oh, wait, I, it's now. the, it's not the teeny beanie, it's the two, the regular size beanie, it looks like, is going for a lot more. Yeah, but regardless, like. Oh, wait, no, wait, it has errors. Which is so really... apparently there was a misprint on the tags. Oh, okay. Once the errors might be worth more. This this, this has this, this can't be real. I've seen rare, a variety of stuff on eBay. For rare Princess stuff. Diana Beanie Baby with royal outfit for ten thousand dollars. All right, let's let's take a look at this. To the twenty most expensive Beanie Babies in the world, updated in two thousand twenty. Okay, this has to be good. Humphrey the Camel is now worth twelve hundred dollars. Okay. I assume also they have to be like mint condition, you know, for them to actually be worth something. Obviously. Employee the bear, $3,000. Just a purple bear. Okay. Nana the monkey, or not, I don't know, Nana Nana, uh, $4,000. Peace the bear, which is the tie-dye one, $5,000. Snort the Red Bull. $6,500. Wait, wait, hold the fuck up. You're telling me the Beanie Baby is currently sitting on the dashboard of my fucking car? Is yours in good condition? No, it's not good. It's fucking and now it would not be worth of all fuck. You're telling me how I kept this motherfucker in good... Mind you, I got this at fucking Mac... First MacFest I met you, I bought this thing. It's not even that old and it's already dying? Like, oh my god. That thing is about a good four or five years old. But it wasn't in premium condition when I bought it. It was in one of them fucking bins people. You know, like, when you go to Mag, they just have a bin full of junk. And it's like, oh, $2 for anything. Oh, yeah, no, yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. that same MacFest, I got the fucking um, shit for my Dreamcast. So, regardless, just... Tell me had I put that shit, like, in a box and got it, like, update. It'd be worth $65,000. Yes. I mean, 6500 Yes. But assuming, also, I assume they, like, they have to get them appraised and all that, graded, all that. Apparently, it's because in 1997, he was facing a copyright infringement law. Oh, yeah, on because of the... the on uh, Tabasco something, yeah. snort the Red Bull, blah, blah. Yeah. That's, That's something because of that controversy. Uh, oh. All right, Gobbles the Turkey, 
6750 <laughs> I, like I had that one. I had that one when I was younger. Peanut the elephant didn't have this one. That was $7,000. Okay. Halo the bear, which is the angel bear, is okay. 7500 My sister had this one. I remember because I loved Crinkle the gold wings. The McDonald's bears uh, that were limited edition. $10,000 for the set. People were going crazy People for these things. That's for McDonald's shit. The platypus one is 10000 Iggy the iguana, this is the one you were talking about, is 15000 Again, my brother had this fucking one. All right, so let's see. It's, for example, some Iggy's have a tongue sticking out. Some are rainbow in color. Others are dark blue. The tags are placed in different locations, like the spider foot. Uh, so if, I think it's a, if, you, if you manage to find one with missing print inside the tag, hold on to it. It's worth that's it. So it's like the tag error. It's one. a misprint. Okay. Yeah. Brownie the bear. Oh my god, this is like the like one of the OG ones. Twenty thousand dollars. Jesus. Again. It was from the first collection. But again, let's think about this. So, Beanie Babies, only a select few, and if you have them in certain condition, mm -hmm. not worth jack shit. Okay. I'm skipping to number Pokemon one. cards to this day. You know, I had a first edition Charizard when I was a kid. I remember you telling me about that. Only not to this day, though. Like, yo, I think I saw somebody, they had a Gen 1, like, the original, remember when, uh, I forget what was it, uh, the one with the fossil um, symbol on the card? Whatever the second expansion of the Pokemon trading card game was. I know the expansion you're talking about. I, I, I've, been, I've been playing the Pokemon TCG game, it's in that. Oh my god, actually, I saw one of those packs at the store the other day. It was like $400. You know what? Here's what we're going to do. Uh, we're going to play the next track. And then we're going to come back to this. Because I need to look this up because I forget what it is. Uh, what is your next track? My next track is the ending theme to the movie The Girl Who Let Through Time, Garnet by Oku Hanako. Alright, here's the track. Can I? 
Oh, wait, Wawa's? What? Wawa's? Starbucks. We're back. Uh, that was Claire's second pick of the night, Garnet, from the movie The Girl Who Leapt Through Time. So, me and Claire were looking up the, uh, usually we save our Pokemon talk for the end of the episode, but that's going to be a completely different talk because, goddamn, so many videos. Anyway, so, when the Pokemon Trading Guard game first came out, we had the base set, okay, then followed by the jungle set, okay. Uh, let's see, the way you could, the expansion symbol resembles a Vileplume and has 64 cards. So the first set had, well, let me make sure, the set contained double colors energy, the first special. The set is one of the most well-rounded sets spells, the mixed amount of Pokemon of all types, including only Pokemon from the original 150. Some of the more popular examples of Charizard, Blastoise, Venusaur, and Pikachu. Fuck that little yellow rat. The set's four main theme effects were based on four different stages. Offensive, defensive, tactic, and speed. The set also had a two-player starter set. Oh, man. You know what? As long as I had the po as I played the Pokemon trading card game, I never bought a starter set. Matter of fact, any card trading card game I ever got into, Pokemon and Yu-Gi-Oh! I never bought a starter set. It wasn't until I got into Magic the Gathering, I started buying Commander sets. Anyway. To be fair, Commander decks are hella big, so it's easy to... Want to need to buy one, then sub out cards. Making I a commander mean, deck from scratch is. would be so annoying. Yes, it is. Because, like, all right, hold on. Like, let me look this up real quick. And now I'll get back on the Pokemon. So, uh, how many cards are in a MTG booster pack? All right. Okay, so. All right, so a let's see. Draft boosters usually come with 15 cards: uh, 10 commons, three uncommons, one rare mythic, one basic land, one token add card. Blah blah blah. I just want to point something out for some of y'all. Back in the day when we had like Yu-Gi-Oh and games, like you were you you had to be like really lucky to even get one holographic out of a booster pack. Okay, uh -huh. one. There weren't now, that many to start. And now they're just giving them away I mean, like the fucking candy. The crazy thing is they make holographic common cards now. When growing up, only like the rarest of the rare were holographic. To be fair, there was also only 151 Pokemon. True. But anyway, alright, so, back to what I was saying. Oh, like, oh, uh, the point I'm making that commander thing, so like, let's see. So a commander deck usually takes 100 cards. So if you bought 10 booster packs, which are about uh, 15, like, Ten, five bucks a piece, I think. Depends if you're bucks. buying a draft booster or a set booster. If you're buying draft boosters, okay, you're going to spend like $50 just to get 150 cards. And depending on... If well, you, you also get... need fucking mana, so like there's no fucking way you're going to buy a lot more packs than so, that. So honestly, it's more cost effective to just buy a commander pack. Okay, I mean, I have Or one of those, now. like you can buy one of those, like the bundle boxes too. It comes with packs and lands. Well, so you said either way. I have enough cards now to where literally I have like five commander decks. I have, again, uh, shout out to uh, the co-host of When Killers Get Caught podcast, uh, Bryant. He sold me uh, some of his old Magic the Gathering cards, and it had a bunch of land in it, and like a bunch of other cards. It was the best one. And then, oh, shout out to Jules also, because she got me that mystery thing, which had hella broken cards. Oh, yeah, we do that because it's cheap and fun, and we were, I think we we're trying to get something specific. But we kept getting piles of magic cards. 
But regardless, I think um, that was like a Pokemon thing in there, and it was like one of the hardest combos of the dice to get is what they do for it. So, uh, alright, so the jungle was the second expansion, okay? Fossil was the third one, which to me was the best because let me tell y'all a little story. So when Daryl was let's see, when did Fossil come out? Fossil came out October 8th, 1999. So I would have been how old would I have been? Man, I was five. Well, how much older are you than me? How old are you now? It's almost 29. So I'm six years old. No, wait. Seven years older than me. So you would have been 12. Okay. You would have yeah, been so, 12 or 7 okay. years old. Maybe. Yeah, 12, 12, 12. 12 is correct. Okay. So 12 year old Zero. Okay. He had a doctor's appointment. And, you know, this one a few times. I remember my mom actually doing something really nice at this point in time in my life. There was a. We went down. We had called the bus and we went downtown. And we stopped in a, this place called the Music Man. My mom would go to get like CDs and stuff and whatnot because, you know, my mom listens to CDs. And, I miss know, CD man, shops. My mom would have, um, like, mixed CDs and, oh, something I gotta get on to real quick, which I'm really pissed off about. But anyway, she would go in, because he would have, like, music CD, like, mixed CDs that he, you know, like, you could buy or whatever. And in there, he had Pokemon cards. Like, the fossil, I was like, Mom, can I please get one? Can I please get one? She paid for it, right? I remember, like, sitting there, and I, I'm on the bus, and I'm opening up, I'm going through, and what do I pull out? Holographic first edition Articuno. And how I lost that card is a story for another mm. time because that was so sad and I'm still pissed at the person. But one of these days, I'm going to re get that Articuno just to have it. That's like uh, my brother Daniel, he bought a bunch of Pokemon cards off his co worker, okay? Mm. Daniel, knowing how much I love Blastoise and I never got a holographic Blastoise, gave me a Dark Blastoise holographic and it sits up in my little, uh, no, the Koopy Hole with the Infinity Gauntlet. Mm -hmm. It sits up there, because on the other side of it, because it's in one of those like collectible card things that keep it like in like good, great condition. On the other side is Dark Dragonite, and next to it is the uh, I think you gave me it, the Incineroar, the holographic one. Someone gave me a holographic Incineroar. That wasn't me. And I think it must have been Daniel as well, because on the back side is a holographic Dissuadai, and they both sit up in my little um, koopy hole. One's mm -hmm. leaned up against Sweet Tooth, uh, the Halo Warthog. The other one's leaned up the Sweet Tooth's ice cream truck, which I really need to get around to fixing. And I had all the cards because I have the most. I'll say it's. She, we're casually talking about Pokemon. She's over here just looking through her Pokemon cards. I had the most guilt. I mean, they're over there looking through their Pokemon cards. Um, so when I was a kid, my parents were trying to instill the values of you work for money, you get money. By having us, you know, work for allowance and all that, like regular parents, I feel like normally do. But my dad was kind of a pushover, so I would make I would make enough to buy like one pack a week. Like with you got allowance. One, wait, hold on. You were getting one pack a week? So like, yeah, we would. I would, to be fair, I had to you know scrub you toilets. Spoiled I, little shit. I had to scrub toilets for this. It oh, was, you got to scrub. I scrub toilets just because my mom spoke and it was done. So I got like, th you know, like three bucks for allowance, which oh, is why I'm saying it's like, I think it's like that three is, bucks. That is bull. So I would get a pack I... and then 
as I got older, I just started doing more stuff. Like, I'd mow their lawn and shit. Oh, my God. You know what I think I'm going to do? I'm going to... But what it would happen, end up being, is I would get myself, you know, one. And then my dad would end up buying me probably, like, two or three extras. Like, because <laughs> my parents have this, like, adopted parents' white guilt, I want to call it. <laughs> They're just like, we need to spoil her, because just in case. Alright, so I don't know which one's worse was my mom spoke and it was so or my parents had adoptive white parent guilt. <laughs> There's that and like my dad would go on business trips and what would he bring me back? Pokemon cards. Oh god. Oh god, these episodes are going to be great. But uh, no, I had like, all the Pokemon cards. Like, by the time I was probably like Probably in just literally like a couple years, I probably had close to a thousand cards. Well, here's a here's a weird thing. So when I was growing up and I was playing the Pokemon trading card game, me and my brothers did not play it the way it was supposed to be played <laughs> at all. We probably like, didn't either. I'm gonna be asked. We thought we knew you, we were playing it right, but we probably were not. I see a kitty. Like you know how like you're supposed to. I, I think we did put energies on Pokemon. No, like we did play. <laughs> we played right to a point. So, you know how you're supposed to choose the six prizes? Yeah, well... Markets? We did not play that way. I think we it used... Two. I swear it used to be three. No, it was... I, but was it always six or... I, I, you know what? I feel like six is a lot, like, I, back play then. My, look, I'm gonna play my last track of the night, and we're gonna research this real quick. Okay, so, my last track comes from the show Tiger and Bunny, the first season. Um, And this is the second opening, Missing Links. So, here's the track. Oh, 
I never did the six because that would take way too long. And as kids, we did not have that attention span. Well, that's the thing. Me and my brothers, we never. All right. And we're back. That was uh, Missing Links, Tiger and Bunny opening two. So uh, we're going to get on what me and Claire saw. But as I was saying to Claire, uh, yeah, me and my brothers, we used to play till like you had no more cards. I had no more Pokemon to play. You had no more cards in your deck. Okay. Like we did not follow those rules at all. The whole six Pokemon card knockout thing. Well, so we did. We tried prizes when I was a kid, but six was just too much. Like it took too long. So we did three. I feel like this year for MAGFest, I think leading up to MAGFest, I'll get, I'm going to get some cards and make a deck, and then you and me can play each other. Because we still got to play Magic the Gathering as well. I still got to make a deck. You know, I'm collecting the cards. I haven't made a deck yet. <laughs> Just buy a commander deck. Like, I like I got the Tyranid one, but then again... We're, so the thing is, I was going to get some from work, but we sold out. Ooh. Like, people buy Magic cards like... Oh, are you talking about the Warhammer 40k ones? No, I'm talking about any Magic cards. We're out of all Magic cards at two different locations that I work. Huh. I guess this is... Okay, but anyway, uh, yeah, me and my brothers, we never did that. Like, so. But yeah, so me and Claire found out that originally it was six prizes back in 99 when the game first came out. But in 99, I was five, and I would no way finish a game with it if it was six prizes worth. <laughs> oh, God. But yeah, like... But back to what I was saying what sparked this whole topic, like, look back at, like, Beanie Babies and Pokemon cards were the most 90s thing ever. And look at what's still going. Pokemon. Like, we're about to go into, like, was it the ninth gen? Yep. Like, and, like, I was telling them, like, hey, you know, what I really want to do is I still want to do what I... I need to figure out how I'm going to do this. I want to go get one of the... each of the original 151, not the original set, but, like, the first 151 Pokemon, Pokemon cards of that could be current set, old set, whatever. Nothing that's worth more than $5 in terms of a card, okay? Put it in like a poster board of sorts and hang it up for the boys. And then start, uh, and then after that, do Gen 2, after that, Gen 3. But only Pokemon you want, that are new to that gen. If you want any of the OG stuff, I think I have some duplicates from the some 99 cards. See, the thing is, I don't want anything that costs money. Because to me, I feel like that. I would piece. give it to you for free. Oh, okay. No, no, I'm saying I like, have a in, bunch. I'm saying in terms of like 
if it's something you could sell and make a profit off. No. So I originally, if they were in amazing quality, I could. These would be the backs of them are torn oh, up. Okay. Shit, like, right. Yeah, that's fine. That's fine. The fronts look great, but the oh backs have a lot of rim damage. When I think back, that could be a title. A lot of rim damage. <laughs> Got a lot of rim damage. <laughs> I think that too. Like and that's the thing is like I love my dad scours the thrift store like two, two, three, four times a week. He'll always bring me back Pokemon cards because you know he buys buys bundles for like five bucks. And there's some really good finds, but they always have rim damage because they were, you know, tossed around in a plastic bag. Well, that's like, like all right. He's so, brought me back some really valuable cards, and they would be worth hundreds more if they didn't have that little bit of damage around the rim. Back when I was a kid, I was getting Pokemon cards. It was just, and I always tell everyone this story. So when I was a kid and Pokemon first came out, I remember seeing the commercial and thinking, like, what's this thing? I don't think they got sucked in the they got sucked up in the vacuum. What is this? <laughs> And I go to school and I have this classmate named Shane. And um, we're sitting there talking and he mentions, I was like, he was saying something about, um, I think like one of the folks, like Sandstreet. It's like, what's that? He goes, dude, you don't know about Pokemon? <laughs> I'm like, what? You mean that thing that was on the TV? And he handed me a book and my life has changed forever. I like, first I was introduced to Pokemon by Four Kids TV. <laughs> like my very first Pokemon, honestly, Actually, I had three, my very first three Pokemon cards was cards that my brother David gave me because a friend of his in school gave him cards and he gave me three that he didn't want, which was a Dodrio, a Tangela, and a Beedrill. And I remember going to school and people were like, oh, you know, uh, Pokemon, like, they, I don't know, for some reason, because again, I was in like seventh grade junior high and they're like oh like uh the way we play pokemon is you win you get your opponent's card i'm like what oh, okay that's and a I very you get remember having and i have remember having the beedrill out and i think at the time let me double check first gen beedrill uh let's see beedrill. Oh. <laughs> oh my god it's literally beedrill <laughs> Well, because Minus I thought it was spelled with a, I thought it was spelled with a, um, with it, with a Y, <laughs> like Benadryl. <laughs> and mind you, I used to be the fucking inaugural bug. You are the one who's gonna be doing Pokemon Jeopardy, and you can't spell Beedrill. Shut up. Larry. Oh my god, you should make that a Jeopardy question. How do you spell Beedrill? For one hundred Pokemon's name spelling for one hundred. That could be a category, though. There are some weird spellings. Uh, I'm trying to find... All right. Oh, God. Hold on. No, I need an image of this. So Gyarados. Can... can you spell Gyarados off the top of your head? There it is. Beedrill. All right. Holy shit. A first edition Beedrill in good condition is worth $250. Yeah. All right. So. Oh, my God. This brings back so much fucking memories. Oh, my God. Yo. Such great memories. That I'm looking at this. Yo, I'm looking at this. And I'm just like, yo, the memories are just flooding back. The nostalgia. I love this. All right. So, Beedrill comes with 80 HP, which is a lot for a bug type. Uh, let's see. Resistance to fighting, 30, and weakness to fire. So, it's two attacks are Twin Needle, which takes three, nor just takes three regular energy, and then... Poison Tank, which takes three grass. Now, the thing is, at the time, we were playing with energies. So, I remember, like, fighting this kid, and he had, 
oddly enough, a Gyarados. And I was like, all right, I'm going to use Twin Needle. And I flipped two coins, and it both landed on heads and fucked him up. But I would not pay $250 for this. I don't care how good of a condition it is. I don't care. Nostalgia aside. Like, oh. Hell no. <laughs> Looking at these cards, just like such nostalgia. Like, all the. I had all of these, like, first edition holographic cards when I was a kid. I was literally obsessed. The amount of cards I collected by the time I was. I want to say probably 15 or 16. I was in close to the... I was probably close to about 10,000 cards. Oh my god. Yes, Gyarados. All right. Oh my god. So, the guy I was playing against... All right. So, again, I did 60 damage. Are you damage. looking at the, the one with the 100 HP, Dragon yeah. Age 50, Bubble so Beam? So, I, I, I did 60 damage to him, okay? Right off the rip with the um, Twin Needle. So, he hit me with Dragon Rage right off the rip. I'm like, oh, this, this sucks. Like, I'm down to 30 HP. So then the next turn, it was like, all right, fuck this. And I did Twin Needle again, flipped, and boom, dead game, blouses. <laughs> he was so pissed. And I was it's like, what's so this? funny to look at cards. Like, this was one of the stronger cards, you know, back in the 90s. Pokemon, these, the, 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 the VV Max, the, the EX. Oh my God. Like, dude. oh my God, the cards these days, you know, like 200 something HP. Like, yeah, it's like, so I became obsessed with water types because of, like, because of the game and mainly the Pokemon cards as well. Like, I had a whole water deck. Like, I wanted to be the water gym leader so badly because I thought Misty sucked ass. <laughs> but, oh, God. You're like, no. half oh, my team man. is psychic or fairy. I'm taking a trip to Card Stadium this week. So, you know, I'm taking a trip to Card Stadium this week. <laughs> I still need to figure out how I'm going to do this with these cards, though, because I was, I said to her, maybe Cork Ford, but I think that'd be too hard because I want to try to, like, maybe laminate it. So they stay in place or something? Poster board. Okay, that would work. Where the fuck do I get poster board? <laughs> Any craft shop. Okay. For Target. So we're taking a trip to Michael's. Or Hobby Lobby. Hobby cool. What? Where else would I get it from? Home Depot. Oh, Staples. Okay, Staples works. Home Depot. But regardless, like... Oh, man. Like, look at these. Like, again, the most 90s thing ever. And this shit is still going... We're going to Gen 9. Like, by the way, uh, so... The newest addition to my family has chosen his very first Pokemon. <laughs> Sprigatio. <laughs> Which is the... That's the one I'm... How did he choose Sprigatito? hasn't come out yet. Well, because I showed him pictures. I was like, I showed him pictures because I could not... Is that the one you're choosing as a starter? Yeah, because I wanted... I, I didn't know it was between Fuecoco and Sprigatio because there's no water starter this time around. There is a water starter this time there's around. There's not a water starter. Don't take this from me, Claire. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm like, all right. Oh, you know what? I'm just waiting. Like, there has to be some kind of, like, legit leap with, like, the final forms before no, no, it comes no. out. I, okay. You know, I can't decide. We're going to play your last track of the night, which is um, Dream Lantern from the movie Your Name. And then we'll have our Pokemon talk before closing off the show for the night. Here's a track. <laughs> <laughs> Ah, 
世界の端っこまで消えることなく届いたりしたらいいのになそしたら雨二人でどんな言葉を花と消えることない約束お二人でせーので
All right, that was Claire's last track of night, our last track of night in general, Dream Lantern from the movie Your Name. And normally this is part of the show where we do our Pokemon talk. We've been doing Pokemon talk the whole time, so we're going to keep going with the Pokemon talk. Because, all right, so, like I said, I asked the newest child, his name is Kai. Mind you, he's only two months old. I could not decide which star to go with because I'm not going with fucking Quaxley. I'm going to get to that in a little bit. <laughs> I feel like I should use Quaxley just to show you what the final form looks like. Well, that's why I said we're going to do the thing of trying to, like, trade the, like, starters. starters. Each other. You know I'm buying, like, four copies of the game, That's why right? I said we're, we'll figure it the fuck out. Like, I'm considering taking off work that whole day. I am taking off work that day! I've already I requested want to take off, off, the I want to take off, but here's two small problems with that. One, that means I would have two weeks in a row in which I have a paycheck that's a day short because the following week is Thanksgiving because I'm still a temp, technically. I am working Thanksgiving. Pro- Wait, no, we're off Thanksgiving. I'm working Black Friday. That's going to be fucking nuts. Yeah, Yeah, I'll be working Black Friday, but I'll be inside my job. I think we're closed Thanksgiving. I'd have to double check. I'm fine working Thanksgiving. Either way, I was trying to figure out which one to go with because I was like, I can't decide between Fue Cuoco and Sprigatio. So I showed the kid. I am going to teach you pronunciation first. And he just just would not stare. Aren't you? You should know this pronunciation. You're Puerto Rican. Sprigatio. Sprigatito. Sprigatito? Sprigatito. 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 Anyway. And Fuecoco. Fuecoco. All right, so. Fuego. I just want to. Okay, so I want to, like, look at the war type starters of old. Okay. You know, the the evolution pictures online are not verified, right? Of old. Okay. So let's start with Squirtle. Squirtle. I love Squirtle. He's cute. He does. I have a. 24-inch Squirtle plush. He turns into a giant turtle with cannons on its back. A.K.A. Gamma. So we go over to Totodile, which it's a crocodile. Another reptile. So cute. Becomes for Honestly, I thought all of the Gen 2 stars were fire. Yes. Oh, God. Now we move all the way to Gen 3. I don't like Swampert's design as much, but Mudkip is like one of the cutest things. Mudkip is cute. Mudkip is so adorable. But Mudkip let's be cute. honest. And then it evolved into what the? Septile was where it's at. What did it evolve into? Blombert. No, what is it? Marshtomp. Marshtomp, yeah, which was weird looking. I'm just like, okay. The groundwater a... was it's a, a great combo to get through the game. Yeah, like, especially against electric types. It, it's a nematode, basically. So right. it was easy. I, I really didn't like it. Muddy too. water and surf. I really didn't like it until it got a mega evolution. So. Mega was pretty nice. So we're going to go. And that's the that's when I then finally it was played. Sinnoh, I, well, that's I, when I, I thought Swampert was better than the Sinnoh one at least. Well, that's when I finally played Gen three with Alpha and Omega. So, so we're gonna go to Gen four, which is the Gen I picked up again after Gen two, Piplup. where we got um, Piplup. Piplup, and it became M Polion Water Steel. Great type. Great typing, but man, the design lacking. Look, in comparison to Natalia. Anyway, moving on. <laughs> Alright, so then we get Oshawott. I think Oshawott uh, is very cute as a general. I love, look, here's the thing. I love Oshawott. I love Doo-Wop. Samurott. The worst. It <laughs> was so Oshawott. bad. The worst. And then they give this motherfucker a hidden ability called Shell Armor. Who's making a defensive build with this fuck? Anyway. <laughs> so we move on to... Here we come. Let's see. That's one... Two, three, 
four, five. Gen six. Froakie. Okay, it's a frog that becomes a ninja. Greninja's tongue scarf. That was a choice. Look, look, again. I feel like that could be a title, tongue scarf. Tongue scarf. That's a choice. Tongue scarf, that's a choice. <laughs> I mean, I feel like Pokemon has a thing with, like, sexualizing look, I just Pokemon in a way. So, like, look a tongue. Listen to two women. Tongue scarf. Look, I listened to two women sit here and talk about Venom and how long his tongue is, so. This is why Gene Simmons is so popular. Oh, God. And then, all right, so we move on from Froakie to Poplio. I'm not going to lie. When I first saw Poplio, Poplio is I was like, I was like, Ehh. oh, my God. Primarina is such a, oh, my God. But then so, Primarina. Do like, you no, know, you typing. know, last MAGFest, I literally won one try on every gym leader except for David freaking Quinn. Oh, yeah, because of his, his build. His Primarina, it was, he did a one-shot for a not very effective water-on-water type move. Like, his build, well, I couldn't get that around Primarina, it. That Primarina voice. has um, liquid voice. Yeah. So all its attacks are fairy attacks. That, and he weakness policied himself yeah, to raise his stat before he, he Dynamaxed that shit. And then one-shotted my Dynamax Lapras. Look, all I gotta say is this. When it comes to Primarina... With my Aurora Veil up, I think, too. Like, that thing was nuts. Look, when it comes to Primarina, like, again, when Populator was first announced, I was like, I don't know. And because that's the year that I finally chose a Firestarter for the first time because This next year, I have a I have a plan. I assume he's going to be Fairy Gym Leader again. And oh, I have a plan going in. I have a new plan. It's a secret plan. Don't mention it on the show. <laughs> I'm not going to say it on the show. I'm going to tell you later on, but... I do have a secret plan to take him down this year. He was the one gym leader I faced and couldn't beat. To be fair, I didn't face a lot of gym leaders. I was around drinking most of the time. But this year is the year. Not this year. I Next gotta check my is. badges to remember which ones I beat. I, I only I beat, beat like six. I know I beat Micah. I beat David. I beat Ian. I beat, uh, uh what's, uh, David's wife, Ty Taylor. Um, uh, I think I didn't. I think there was only two gym leaders I didn't beat. The only one I even cared to beat this year is David Quinn because I could not beat him. <laughs> this is your this is your redemption arc. This is my redemption. I am apparently the champion. I have to. Oh yeah, you have myself. to defend your title this year. Not even defend my title. I'm just like I need to beat David Quinn. But anyway, I don't so think I'm gonna win this next one because I assume more people are coming back this year. So then, anyway, back to the topic of the stars. So then we go to Sobble. Now, when I first saw Sobble, I got hyped. I was like, yo, it can turn so invisible. Cute. I was like, adorable. it can turn invisible. And then he evolved to the second form, Josiah. I'm like, no, oh, no, that thing was I ugly. Was, I was like, he got a whole email thing. So, wait, are we going for like a ghost water type? Is that? And then he evolved into fucking Inteleon. This is water, water. I didn't even care about the type, and I care about the design. I fucking hate it. I hate its design. I hate it's fucking design. I honestly didn't love the design of any of the final starters. I, I didn't look, mind. Cinderace and Rillaboom, to me, don't final designs, okay? Dwacky, uh, Grookey's second form threw me kind of weird. Loop. Uh, Raboot, I was like, all right, that kind of makes sense. I did but, not like Raboot. But, like, the, the, the fire and I did not just, like them. I just didn't think they were amazing. I thought the designs were like, great. I missed, I missed the, like, the first three gen designs. Well, I think maybe what they did with with Sword and Shield, where they're trying to go back to like, I think like this. So they're getting more and more cartoony. 
and I think that's what they wanted to go back to because they're like kind of they were Zachary Levi from back in the original, but they were unique. They were new. They were original. So maybe they were trying to go back to that whole. All right, let's try to bottle that. You know child like oh this is so cool looking. this game i want to say is probably like 80 percent played by people over 30 <laughs> which is true but again all right like so like working at a game store i can almost guarantee you that 90 percent of our pre-orders are for people over 30 you know it's funny i once saw this meme and it was like um it was like um elementary school it's like Yay, Pokemon! Then it's like high school. Oh, look at this dork. He's still playing Pokemon. Then it's like college, and everyone's like, Pokemon! <laughs> I'm like... I did take a slight break for Pokemon in my very late teens and early 20s. I went on a drinking and sex rampage. <laughs> That's... <laughs> <laughs> I went on a drinking and sex rampage. <laughs> So I legit didn't play video games from the time I was about 19 to the time I was 21. Uh, once again, I say my dumb ass being loyal, like locking, like settling down at the age of 17 with someone. I should be out here having my own thing <laughs> <and> sex rampages. <laughs> oh my god. When I was oh. like legit from the time I was like 19 to almost 21, I spent my entire like every weekend I was having like threesome orgies. Oh god, speaking of which, I literally all right, so I went over to their friend's house to like get the rest of their stuff. And their friend had a friend of theirs over and they were playing Street Fighter. We're playing and the guy started talking shit. And I got real low to him. I was like, listen. I've had more threesomes this year than you've had in your entire life, so I would just stop ahead if I was you. <laughs> and he just sat there. He's like, are you shitting me? And I just gave him a look like... Have you only had one or two? I've, again, I've had more threesomes this year than I've had in my entire that, life. To be fair, you've had more threesomes than I've had this year. But not in my entire life. Mm, uh, not in your entire life, but... Uh, that, You're to your comparison, like, though. I know. I, I feel like that's something we should not discuss on camera because i was remember what you were saying last episode <laughs> i didn't have any it, it, mm, anyway <laughs> but in my life if you want to try and compare oh no no I, you'd me. lose your, your, your sexual escapades probably <laughs> far away mine you'd have to get close to possibly like so let's see no see, you'd, you'd have to get to like triple fucking digits man look and my problem with the whole threesome thing is like it can, like, it's supposed to be a great thing, but it can go really wrong with the wrong people. Oh, for sure, no. But see, that's the thing, is, like, I had a very, like, tight-knit group of friends in, like, my late... Whatever, not... I guess, yes, most of them are friends. But, like, we all we all just kind of hung out with each other, and we kind of, like, mixed and matched for a while. Makes sense. But, um... Oh, my God. <laughs> anyway, back to the subject of Pokemon. Oh... Uh, I just, I don't like Quaxley's design. Like, I'm just like, I think my biggest fear is this thing's going to evolve, and obviously it's going to be water flying. I'm like, this is the dumbest fucking thing ever. I, I guess know. my real question is, if it's going to be water flying, they're going to try and do the dual type, like, everything's going to have something against the other. Where, where it's like four times weak, 
So what? No, not okay. four times weak. It's gonna be because it's gonna be like so. If it's water flying, it's weak against the grass, but it's strong against the grass. Then grass is gonna be weak against fire, but strong against fire somehow in the end. And then possibly. it'll be four times. It'll be four times weak to electric. It'll be four times weak to electric. Oh yeah, that's true. Shit, man. Man, I don't fucking know. So I'm just. I was talking to Derek today, and he was like, "I was talking to. I'm like, the meta is gonna be weird if they're doing it like with the terrestrial and the terraform types. If any That's... Pokemon can be any fucking type, what is gonna is, happen? The thing is, you have to go hunt down. Yes. That it's gonna. But you know, most people are just gonna clone them or gene them or code them. Mm. Again, like I just want a official statement from Game Freak or Pokemon Company, whichever one it is, where it lets you know, hey, here's who you can bring in. Because again, I think it would be obscenely stupid to have Pokemon from um, to bring out Brilliant Diamond and Shining Pearl and not be able to transport them over to. The I universe. did hear that this Dex is going to be possibly around five to six hundred by the end. Um, probably more DLC. Possible DLC, I'm not sure about that, but my Nintendo rep has confirmed about a five to six decks that he's heard of possibly so far. This is just rumors also, like there's no official confirmation. Well, another thing I want to mention before we go, so it was announced that there will be 18 badges you can get. One for each type. At in the game. No, in the game. Oh, in the game. Oh, shit. Yeah, 18 badges you can get. Um, you need all 18 to compete in the Elite Four? Uh, hold on. Let me look up, because it was on our Facebook group. Are you talking about ECPL? Yeah. Someone posted in ECPL. I've not been Facebook in forever. Eh, probably the best thing for you. Yeah. Well, apparently Pokemon Stadium is coming to the Switch also. I did hear that, though. All right, hold on. That's going to only be with the Nintendo Switch Online Plus expansion. Oh, right now they're ha also they're having a. Oh, um, well, Games Radar sure. says there's only going to be eight gym leaders. Hold on, I saw something. Oh, that we'll have to defeat in battle to earn the rank of champion. So it looks like you only have to beat eight. Yeah, I'm just. What the heck? Someone had it posted here, and now it's like gone. What the heck? Uh maybe it was in that. Maybe it was in the message group I'm part of. I love the new ghost-type graveyard. So far, most of the articles I'm finding don't have a confirmation of 16. It's just, like, what we know so far. Uh, where do I have... Alright, hold on. Oh, I found something. Alright, is this what I'm looking for? Oh, no, it's not. Anyway, I saw something where I was like, oh... There'll be 18 gym, um, 18 badges you can acquire. Some you have to get via, I think 10 you, 10 or so you can get from battling gym. Six, I forget how many was, but like the rest you get by doing special challenges or something like that. Regardless, I am looking forward to the game. So it's just a matter of getting through the next four weeks. <laughs> mm. <laughs> ah, it's so long, so far away. Why? Anyway, um, all right, so that's going to wrap it up for the show. Um, what do we want to do for our next episode? You know, should we just, what is this, episode six? So should we do our anime focus? 
I thought we did one. No, we did um the artist focus, which was we um, did in Yasha. That was last season. Was that last season? Yes. Wasn't the next one gonna be Seven, Seven. Deadly Sins? Yes. So let me double check just to be sure. Uh, so far this season we have done. All right, let's see. Um, favorite fights. Uh, anime music to go to sleep to. Ame. Uh, anime we music from anime we don't like. And last episode was our two year anniversary where we just played tracks from anime that we tracks that we played throughout the year that we enjoyed. So, uh, we could do Seven Deadly Sins or we could do something else. Trying to think of other anime that have like a lot of seasons that we haven't done. Um, so we we did Inuyasha, we did, did Fullmetal Alchemist, did Full Metal. we did Bleach and Naruto. I really don't want to do One Piece. I don't want to do One Piece either. Because a lot of their openings, I really don't like. Probably that'd be a short list. I don't really like DBZ that much. You don't like Jintama that much. Um, hold on, let's go to the topics list. Alright, so... We got 2000s anime. 90s anime. Anime you don't want people to know you watched. Food <laughs> etchy anime. Anime with good endings. Whacked out anime. Anime with cringy scenes. Best opening for animes that have multiple seasons. Uh, tracks from anime where a mofo got what they deserved. Anime did we already do a Pokemon episode? Yes. For uh, Oh yeah, we did do that Pokemon, yeah. yeah. We anime, can do a second Pokemon, honestly. There's a shit ton of Pokemon. Anime you feel no one has seen. Anime with a deeper meaning. Anime we waited forever to get another season from. Post-apocalyptic anime. Life story. Basically, we play tracks that make us, you know, like, explain our life story with anime. Or explain the story. Music from anime we hate, which I think we already We already did that. that. Yeah. Uh, American openings are better than the original. I figured I'm just going to keep that in my back pocket to an episode where you're not able to do it because you're sick or something. <laughs> uh, anime we couldn't stand the art style. Music from anime we'll never watch. Tracks from artists who have done anime openings. Uh, music from anime with live action adaptations. Anime Survivor. So basically we just pick like three people and then we vote them off the island. <laughs> like we each pick three different people and then we vote them off one by one. Um, anime with censorship that we felt was stupid as fuck. Uh, anime tracks you vibe to that just puts you in a good mood. Uh, tracks from anime that you feel did not get enough love. So underrated as fuck. Um, favorite anime villains. Uh, anime where the character is basically like, fuck them kids. And anime openings we forgot were great. I said we just do seven deadly sins. Yeah, that sounds easier. Okay, so uh, next episode will be our Seven Deadly Sins focus. Seeing as in the anime just ended and the manga ended a while back. Um, I'm actually going through the last season of Seven Deadly Sins. I keep falling asleep at the same fucking part. I swear to God, like, I thought this 
start was so strong, and then the end just... I, I gotta say, I think my favorite part in the first season was when fucking Meliodas, he just walks out, like, Elizabeth's sitting out there, he's just walking around, he's like, oh, he's just walking around, he's like, mm, about right here. And then, and oh, the spear, yes! Spear, and he turns that bitch around and flings it back at him. I was about to say, that is also my favorite Because he, he was just he was just in the thing, in the bar, just... About here, and then, yeah, oh my... He's like in a bar, just puts a glass on, walks outside. I just felt like they, they had such a great general story, like the the backstory of the sins, everything... I they will did. admit that, because, like... As I've been watching this last season, I'm like, you know, I enjoy the fact where they were telling us, like, the backstory of Melody. Like, we got Meliodas' backstory, like, after their seasons. It's just, Bond's like, when backstory. the Ten Commandments came in. I thought it was great, but. It was it's a just, good start, and then the. I, I think like they just started. Was, well, the thing with, like, with his, like, his brother was just. I think it just got mm-hmm. very muddy at the end. Like I feel like we'll talk so about this next episode. I'm going to talk about this for sure, like more next yeah. episode. Like I have so many pains about like that whole storyline. Like, anyway, oh so my god, that's going to be the show for the night. Um, my anime suggestion for you guys this episode: fucking Chainsaw Man. Oh, and Gundam. Um, is it the witch one? Yeah, Mosu Gundam, the witch from Mercury. I will post this also on the Discord. My pick is actually more from last week, but also carries over to this week because I didn't say it. it is Licorice Recoil. I keep I think I did put that in our suggestion from last episode. I just recently saw they also did a first take for the opening of it, and oh my god, these girls have amazing live voices for sure. Other than that, I've also only really been watching Bleach and Chainsaw Man. I actually did finish <laughs> finally, though, um... So I watched this video uh, that I watched the YouTuber Giguk, uh, mm-hmm. who is a, just an anime like specialist, basically. And he made this video a while back about um, a place further than the universe. And he was basically like, this anime is like one of the most beautiful things I've seen. Like, it's perfectly done. It changed my life. I started watching it. I didn't quite get it at first, but as I kept watching, it kind of did... I kind of got this vibe. It's just, it's one of those feel good anime that it's just written very well. So it flows very well. And it's definitely a very decent watch. I wouldn't say it's like the most profound anime I've ever seen, but it was really good overall. And if you give it a bit of time, it just, it's a, it's a, one of, the, it's just a feel good anime. You'll feel good after finishing it. You'll feel good after watching it. There's little points in between. What's it called the, again? A place further than the universe. It's literally just about like this girl who wants to go to Antarctica mm-hmm. and her finding friends that will share this goal for her that has a sentimental meaning to her and them and their friendship and how it grows and like youth and having to grow up and it has all these just like the things that they have to go through and do. Oh, if you guys, like I said, the suggestions will be in the show notes. Um, aside from that, uh, not much else to say. She is Claire. Shout out to Senpai's playlist in the words of Kenny Omega. Thank you. Good night. As always, Wu Tang Forever. Claire, anything you want to say for the, to the people before we go? I'm too drunk to say anything. <laughs>
Have a good night. Uh, here's the opening for Chainsaw Man as a bonus track. It's called Kick Back. <laughs> Yeah. 